Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death, the podcast about scaring me, well, to death. I'm Cindy. I'm Josh, and she's still alive. I am. Going on a few years now, right? Uh, yeah. Two years now? For the podcast? For the podcast, yeah. Two years in the, the first week of April. Dang. Dang. And I'm still living. I don't know what that says. It says I am picking shit movies, apparently, because yeah. they're not doing their job. So, welcome to October. We have made Halloween. it. Halloween. We need only to make it through two more months, and then this year we'll be fucking over. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, so, this month is a little unusual because uh, Josh has not announced the theme. I think I did this one other month because I didn't want to... I didn't want to ruin it. Okay, so are you going to announce the theme now or not until after the movie? It was the ghost month, remember? I was like, see if you could pick out the theme. Okay. And then you did after like two or three movies. I, I plan on totally probably the second half of the podcast all time. Okay. I just, I just didn't want to I just didn't want to ruin it. All right, so we're watching a movie, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, yes? Yeah! Okay, tell me about, uh, when did this come out? It was released December 21st of 2016. What, what? 2016. Okay, so, okay. Did you watch this in theater then? Uh, no, I did not. I don't remember ever even playing around here. Okay. It, got, it was one of those, like, I have seen Midnight. Oh, things, okay. I believe. Um, this movie is, spoiler alert, really good and probably is going to scare the shit out of you oh how exciting for me really short how long it is an hour and 26 minutes good if it's gonna scare it's gonna scare me i don't want to know uh yep so the tagline for this movie is everybody has a secret or in this case it'd be every body has a secret right um this is a really modern one for us to do so 2016 uh, what was going on in the world? So 2016... Trump, Trumpy Dump had just gotten elected. Ugh, yeah. So, this is what, four years ago? Yeah. Not quite. It was right in election year. Four dear. years ago in December. So I'm going to read these things off and I want you to just think back and be like, oh yeah, those were things. Like, they seem like decades ago. All right. <laughs> so, 2016 began with El Chapo getting recaptured. Okay, and yes. He escaped. Yes. And Sean Penn found him. And well, then everyone else found him after that. Yeah. Uh, the Zika virus outbreak. Okay. The kids bored with weird heads. From yes. Uh, Obama visited Cuba. He was the first president since Calvin Coolidge to do so. Okay. Uh, Harambe was killed. Oh. Dicks out. Dicks out for Harambe. Gosh, try being an eighth grade teacher after that. It was a whole thing. Oh, it's only going to get worse because then we moved to the Pulse nightclub shooting. Oh, that was bad. Yeah. And then we go to Pokemon Go was released that year. That was a fun time for a very brief few minutes. Pokemon Go. Actually, we know an adult human who just contacted us the other day because they started doing Pokemon Go again. That's right. So It's a fun game for the whole family. I like it because Nintendo's... Basically, low-key being like, why don't you just get up and walk around a little bit? <laughs> you fat Americans. <laughs> uh, the Nice truck attack in France. Yes. That was a thing. Uh, 
the Cubs win the World Series because apparently hell froze over. <laughs> Trump wins the presidency because hell did freeze over. Did freeze over, over yeah. And As aforementioned hell. the U.S. began a withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, sure we did. Oh, we did. We, we cut the number way back. We're still there. Right. But because we it's used to be Vietnam. there way more on mass, but now it's considerably less. Uh, the people that died in 2016 are are a lot. Uh, David Bowie oh, died in wow. 2016. Uh, yeah. I have mixed feelings about that. Yeah. Like, I grew up loving David Bowie, and then as I got older and found out the type of dude that apparently David Bowie was when he was younger. I, yeah. Uh, His growing pains are a little pedophilic. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a... Mm. It's a little tough to reconcile. Right. However, I do have nothing but love for Alan Rickman, who died in 2016. Oh, everyone loves Alan Rickman. Yeah. Fucking better. Uh, Vilmosh Zygmunt, who's a cinematographer and an all-around solid human being, died that year. Harper Lee. Yeah. Uh, Andre Zulovsky. Who's that? He's a filmmaker who made possession which is one of the most fucked up horror films i've ever seen in my entire life oh. and i now own <laughs> okay <laughs> took me forever to track that blu-ray down but guess who owns possession from 1981 starring sam neill this guy Yay. and i watched it this weekend and i was <laughs> like yep still the most fucked up horror movie i maybe have ever seen oh gross okay. <laughs> uh prince died that year no china the wrestler china <sighs> Muhammad Ali, Gene Wilder, Leonard Cohen, Carrie Carrie Fisher, followed immediately by Deborah Reynolds. Yeah. Or Debbie Reynolds. And then George Michaels to end the year with. Uh, (sighs) I didn't, there was like two people I found that were born that year, but they were like royal family members of other countries. And as we all know. Uh, I fully support there being no such thing as royalty, so yep. I will not discuss them. Okay. Uh, uh, the new words of that year. Are you ready for this? What? I got. I pulled three, and these three words really speak to where we were at in 2016. YOLO. <laughs> Bottle flipping. Uh, America. Mm, I wish that one would go away. And gender fluid. Oh. I appreciate that one. So that one helped to define a whole group of people. Where we were. Give at. them a name. In 2016. 2016 was not the a good. Year, the year that this movie came out, and I love this movie. Uh, this movie is directed by Andre Overdahl, who I believe is Swedish. He did a kind of found footagey movie that we will probably at some point watch on this show called Troll Hunter, which okay. is pretty dope. And then he ended up after this, because this is his sophomore feature, he ended up teaming up with uh, Guillermo del Toro, and he directed uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark that came out, I think, last year. Interesting. It was was written by Ian Golding and Richard Nang, who both uh, are producers on Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, And the cast is small. But impressive. Okay, tell me. So I only wrote three people down. There are more than three people in this movie, but this movie essentially becomes three characters. Uh, It stars Brian Cox as Tommy. You know him as the captain from Super Troopers. I do then, yeah. I know him as the original Hannibal Lecter from Manhunter. 
my dad would know him from the some, Russian character in the sh- in the movie Red. Oh, I was going to say some Western or yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's no uh, stranger to horror because he was also in the the American version of The Ring. Okay. Uh, so that's Brian Cox. He's one of our two leads, basically. The other one is playing his son Austin, Emil Hirsch. Okay. Uh, he's in Into the Wild. He played Speed Racer in the movie Speed Go, Racer. Speed Racer. Which, Go. fun fact, uh, pause if you have children or skip ahead a second. Mm-hmm. Speed Racer is the most fun movie in the universe to watch on psychedelics. Like mushrooms. <laughs> okay. Uh, I cannot stress to you, listener, if you ever do drugs, like if you eat mushrooms, watch Speed Racer after you do it. You will thank me. Okay. I have not done mushrooms in a very the more long time. More you know. But ding, ding, ding. Speed Racer is the perfect movie for it. Uh, he's also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where he played Jay Sebring. Okay. The hairdresser who got, who was the best friend that got murdered. Okay. Um, the Manson. The man- yeah, people. not alternate. Uh, and then the only other person I'm going to talk about is Olwen Catherine Kelly, who plays Jane Doe herself. She's only really other no- really known for another, I think it's a movie called Winter Ridge. And she was chosen for this part because her knowledge of yoga and her ability to control her breathing Whoa. got her the job. Okay. Because she has to be a dead person, essentially. Okay. Spoiler alert. So... Okay. And they didn't want to use a puppet. They or, wanted it. Or, a, you know, they, they wanted a real person there so they could interact with her. All right. And, okay, yeah. I'm not... Okay. All right. Uh, do you... Uh, okay. Uh, do you have a poster for me? Yeah. Actually, I do like this poster a lot. Okay. It's an autopsy photo of a woman, green eyes, black hair... Everybody has a secret. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to assume that this is about... Uh, does she have a bleeding nose? She has a bloody nose. She has blood trickling out of her nose. Or is that just dirt on your phone? I don't know. It's blood. It's not... <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to say that this is uh, about a murder... No, I'm going to say this is about like a zombie, some sort of zombie movie. Okay. So and everyone thinks she's dead, and she's not. Okay. Uh, okay, my prediction mm. is... Mm. <laughs> this, you, we may have another movie on our hands that either makes you pass out or piss your pants. Uh, I definitely you know, gonna, okay. there's going to be some screaming there's going to be some you grabbing a hold of me yeah uh, and fun fact you know who is super excited to watch this movie who your mom because <laughs> I told your mom we were going to watch this movie and I told her that it was going to scare the shit out of you and she was like oh I want to watch that she you know just likes watch watching it. me be scared so okay well where did uh, where can we find this on Amazon Shudder any of the just the regular good ones <sighs> I think it's on... I mean, I know it's on Amazon. I don't know if it's free or not. I just picked up the, the Blu-ray because I wanted to have it to watch this. I don't know why I didn't already own it because I do like this movie. It's like $5 on Amazon for okay. the Blue. I mean, that's essentially... If you rent it, it's going to be a dollar cheaper. Why not just buy it? All right, then. You got it forever. So we're off to watch uh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. 
Yes. All right. Join us, won't you? Mind the doors. Hey guys, welcome back from the autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah. This was a really interesting movie. That scared the shit out of you. Yeah. There are some <laughs> cries. There are some tears. I was not, uh, mm, I did cry at one point. I, oh, I screamed so loud in the mirror. I didn't like that at all. This movie almost did its job. It almost <laughs> killed you. Yay? No. Okay, so uh, in case you haven't figured it out, this week's theme is, uh, or this month's theme is witches? Yeah. Nice. Or as a great filmmaker that we may or may not cover this week, or not this week, but this month, refers to them as the witches. Spoiler alert. Oh, that's the poster you've got over over you as well. Do I have that? The Vich? Yeah. Yeah. The Vich? But I think, because I keep thinking that it's Ricky Lindholm, and it's not. Uh, all right, so I, here's what this movie was about. Uh, during the investigation of a brutal murder from within, uh, a local Virginia sheriff uncovers a perfectly preserved body, and during the autopsy, the coroner and his son... Uh, and hijinks ensue. That's how I say that. Because so they, they uncover that uh, it's the body of a witch that wasn't supposed to be a witch. And her powers attack them and kill them. Yeah. Two, two things I want to add to that real okay. fast before we move on. It was kind of long and rambling. Synopsis. One, when we say from within, we mean from inside the home. Right. Well, yeah, what else would that mean? I, I just want to make sure no one's out there thinking it's like a Martin Short with a Dennis... Um... I don't think anybody's thinking of that movie at all. <laughs> oh, what was, it was the... Isn't that with Kurt and Dennis Kurt Quaid. Russell? Yeah, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, where they eject a tiny Dennis Quaid into Martin Short. What does IMDb say that this movie is about? Because I bet it's a little more succinct than what I said. Uh, father and son, both coroners, are pulled into a complex mystery while attempting to identify the body of a young woman who was apparently harboring dark secrets. Boom. So the secret is that it was a girl who was... She a witch? She was... Yeah, she was destroyed the way a witch should be dis- or w- should be destroyed according to the Salem lore. But because she wasn't really a witch, it turned her into one. She a witch? So she inflicts the torture that was done to her... On the people around her. She a witch. 
So, so like, as they uncover the different th- pieces of the autopsy, like, they start to hurt. You know, like, um, she was, ba- like, her wrists and ankles were broken. And then at one point, you know, they really do. But, like, the first injury that they have is, like, he, he hurts his wrist. Um, the old man, Brian West, right? Brian Cox. Brian Cox. West. Brian West. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. His brother, Brian East. <laughs> and his wife, the Wicked Witch of the East. Uh, I liked this movie because it was original and it was really fun, but I hated it because it ate up some time in my life that I can't get back where my heart stopped a few times. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would say that the pros, the plus column for this movie would definitely hold like it's a mystery horror film uh-huh. and I don't think there's enough of those and I think it's really fun trying to like, especially the first the... time you watch this movie trying to figure mm. out what is happening like at one point you, you were like it's a vampire yeah and then, you're and like, then I thought yeah. it was a demon and then you kind of got ahead of the curve and right before like a little bit before you found out it was a witch you were like I think it's a witch yeah so it, that's always fun but it it's not a movie that would lend itself I think to multiple viewings which that falls in kind of the yeah, I don't think category. This right. isn't a movie. While I think it's really good, I don't think it has a high rewatchability factor. I don't think this is a movie that you are, unlike say a Pumpkinhead, mm-hmm. that you really enjoyed. This is not a movie that I see you wanting to watch Never again. again. Like my mom likes this movie, but I don't think she'd ever watch it again. Yeah, well, that's she kind of the downfall of any mystery. Yeah, your mom's a badass. <laughs> she was like. Huh? You got you show that to Cindy? That movie was okay. Wasn't that scary? So you're like, yeah, Cindy almost died. Yeah, that's how my mom gets down. But also in the plus minus category for this movie, I would say the acting is a definite fucking plus. Mm-hmm. Like, well, because it's only two. Well, I'm gonna give credit to all three because yeah, we talked in the beginning how the body of the the Owen Catherine Kelly is yeah. the actress. She just is has good, excellent breath control and and, and yeah. a slamming body. The director credited her with making everyone else on the set comfortable because she's basically laying there with her vagina out the entire time. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple shots that were with a dummy or like prosthetics that have to like cut into mm-hmm. things. But, but otherwise it was her. It was mostly her most of the time. It was and pretty wild. She was actually the very first person they auditioned. And it was that thing where she came in and auditioned, and they were like, wow, she's really good, but we can't go with the first person. Mm-hmm. And they go all the way through all the people that auditioned, and they're uh, like, I mean, I kind of like, think we best. had it right the first time. So they ended up going with her. But the acting is a huge plus. Like, the scene in the elevator where Brian Cox talks oh. about his wife and, and Emil Hirsch's mom. And, and you how discover. You out, yeah, that she committed suicide. Right. Like that, he said, Andre Overdahl, the director, said that was the easiest and best um, scene to shoot because he's like, I just got to sit the camera down, turn it on, and just let, and them... let them act, and fuck, they were good. Yeah. So. That was a, yeah, that was a very powerful scene. I don't, okay, does this movie fit the Arkov formula? I was about to say I don't think it does, but I say that every week. So I'm not going to say it this time. Cindy's always like, I don't think it does. And, it, and, and Josh like always figures out one. a way to shoehorn it in. So let's do this. Okay. So A, action. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. There's action. Uh, well, from the get-go, right, they're going through a brutal <laughs> series of murders. This movie also, it moves. Like, that's a thing, too, where I think we always tend to think of action as, like, there's a gunfight and a car chase. But, like, the, the pace of this movie, yeah. for being a film that's basically in one location, except for, like, two scenes, Mm-hmm. Like, there's one or two scenes up in the house, and then the scene at the beginning in the other house. The but rest other of it than that, all takes place inside uh, that set, and it moves at a clip. Like at no point am I like, "This movie's really boring," or "This movie slowed down." Uh, or, like, I wish something would happen. This movie my moves. Revolutionary for sure. This was a really interesting idea. It like like you said, it was a mystery, so it wasn't formulaic at all. It was. And and right when I thought like oh yeah duh, that's of course what happens that's not what ended up happening and it was really kind of cool killing yes I mean they're talking about dead bodies right from the get go but um, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of killing so how many people actually die on screen only because oh, there's several dead bodies but most of three. them start out as dead three the girlfriend and then father son yeah and then all the bodies at the beginning but they were but already they were dead. off camera but yeah. Uh, fantasy and fornication. Oh, you forgot oratory. Oh, I forgot oratory. Yes, oratory. I think, like, I we both mentioned that the, the elevator scene kind of stood out for us both. Um, they're also when, um, the cat dies. He forgot. Yeah, killing. They kill a fucking cat in this movie. Yeah, oh, how did I forget that? Well, that wasn't on screen, though. Wait, yes, it was. Oh, God! Old yellered it. Uh, and then fornication. There's no fornication per se, but there is a completely 100% naked lady in almost every scene. Vagina out. Yep. Um, I mean, no, I mean, it's just to, bush, but... To your oratory bit, real fast, I have not watched a movie for this podcast that made me more identify a character with my dad than the moment right after Brian Cox kills that cat. Yeah. Put it out its misery. And then he just looks at Emil Hirsch and he's like, give me a minute. Oh. <laughs> and I was Aww. like, that's my dad. Like, so that was like I have it emotions, was realistic. but I cannot show them in front of you. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this was a movie. Like we said before, I don't think I'd watch this again. Uh, I oh. can see my teenager would probably love this movie. Maybe. His tastes have really changed. Yeah. He's more into the... He's super... Midsummer has become his, his obsession. favorite movie. He watches it, like, every week. Yeah. Well... Which is impressive, because the movie's, like, two and a half hours. He likes all the different fan theories and stuff like that, too. So that's kind of his jam. Um, were there any, like, trivia, noteworthy, anything interesting with this? I mean, I covered a lot of it. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say that... Let's see. Martin Sheen was actually going to play uh, Tommy, the dad character. That would have been interesting. Yeah, to drop out for scheduling reasons. Okay. Totally should have been him and Charlie Sheen. Oh my God, that would have been... Totally should have him and Charlie Sheen. And... Wow. I'll yes. just say this. Everyone's going to watch this movie, or everyone that's already seen this movie. Mm-hmm. Brian Cox is such a heavy hitter and such a good actor. But how many more interesting and different and weird roles can Emile Hirsch take? And no one ever gives that dude credit. I'm he's fucking incredible. Cool. Like he's a young guy too. Yeah, he's he's so good. This was this movie was actually shot in England. At oh, the cool. yeah, at the home farm and selling Kent, which doubled as the exterior of the house and also the kitchen. So Alright. 
yeah, the idea that it takes place in Virginia is actually shot. That's kind of fun. So that's the thing. Um, and we talked about Andre Overdahl, the director, who's Swedish. His favorite, he said the easiest scene and the one he liked watching the most was the one between Brian Cox and Nemo Hirsch in the elevator. But the one he liked filming the most was and being a director in was when they pull the skin back and you see all Ugh, the, the designs the and the stuff. Skin. Yeah. Like that was a, you know, ooh moment. He really liked that. So. That was kind of, yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. I really like this movie. Yeah. But I, like I said. I don't think it's place. got enough to make me want to come back to it the way I do some horror movies. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some of you. It's a mystery. It's meant to be so solved, much. and then you're done. Yeah, that you just keep coming back. Like, I get it. What uh, What are we doing next week? If we're doing the witch, so we went. Or not, not the witch. If we're doing witches, but what's our next week plan? <laughs> so I feel I feel guilty because this uh-huh. movie fucked you up. <laughs> I was I was watching it with you, and I do. Spoiler alert! Um, let me break character for a second break kayfabe um (laughs) contrary to the title of the podcast i do sometimes feel bad when we watch a movie that is full of jump scares and i honestly think it's going to kill you (laughs) oh yay Um, y'all that's josh's way of saying he loves me (laughs) i don't want you to be killed i don't want you to die uh by my digital hand um (laughs) by my filmic hand so we're gonna do another witch movie that came out the same year. All right. So what was that? Two thousand seventeen. Two thousand sixteen. Okay. So, that, so it same year. Uh, totally different vibe. All right. It's a witch movie. It's horror. It's also comedy, kind of, and it's a little. What's well, definitely lighter than this movie? All right. What's Especially it called? Jump scares. So we're doing the Love Witch. The Love Witch. It came out 2016? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well. Uh, wait till we talk about that movie. <laughs> well then. Yeah. So, I think you already covered your son, your teenager, watching this. Clearly, uh-huh. your 10-year-old should not, because he would be like, what is that thing between your legs? Um, why does she have an Annie instead of an Audi? What about your mom? She didn't. Did your mom watch this one? Yes. What did she think? She liked it. She laughed a lot because of my insanity, but she loved it. Yeah. yeah, she liked it a lot. Your mom did the thing where she was like, I don't want to be in this movie anymore. <laughs> but then she kept watching. Yeah. Oh, it was fun. I like this movie. Yeah. Don't, I don't love it. I like it. I think you should totally watch it if you've not watched it. Why are you listening to a podcast yeah, if it gets the- where we're talking about the spoilering Duh. of a movie that you've not watched? Get your life together, fucker. Um, Until then. Josh out. <laughs> I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy, and I'm still his girlfriend.